1: Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast about how to build in strategies and tips for happier habits in our everyday lives. This week we'll talk about how and why you might cultivate a rest ritual and we'll talk about the challenge of wanting to keep learning about a habit rather than actually starting the good habit itself. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in my home office in New York City, and joining me today from Los Angeles is my sister, the Sage.
0: That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and Gretchen, I can definitely relate to somebody learning about a habit instead of actually doing the habit.
1: But let's just first a few updates before we launch into today's episode. Now, we've talked about the tackle box, which is full of the sticky notes with different kinds of pads. There's the pad with... To do's, there's the pad for to das, there's a pad for could do's, there's a pad for today's, and there's a pad for to doodles. And we got Mm a note from a listener about yet another twist on the to do to da today, to doodle, could do Mm
0: -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. set. Yes, this comes from Monica. She says, Listening to you talk about your new tackle box reminded me of a variation of a list I made while working in Israel. My gratitude list became my todah list. Todah means thanks in Hebrew. So depending on the day, I'd have a to-do list or a todah list, thanks to happier, or my todah list. <laughs> I love it. They keep love coming. Love that. Yes, excellent. I know. And Elizabeth, we
1: launched More Happier, our addition to the Happier feed, where every other Saturday we're going to be Doing an episode with more happier. <laughs>
0: yes, we get more happier. And we want to thank everybody who wrote saying you enjoyed it. Gretchen, I love that a bunch of people said they wished we were doing it every Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> That's not happening yet, but you never know what the future holds. Yeah. It's a little more relaxed and casual, but still lots of happiness tips. Exactly. And another thing we just launched is we are now on
1: YouTube. So if you are a person who likes to listen to podcasts through YouTube, it's available there on youtube.com slash Gretchen Rubin. And we have captions now, which is something that I've really wanted to have for a long time. So now the podcast is available for captions, so check it out and subscribe.
0: Yes. So Gretchen, I can't wear my robe ever again while we're recording. <laughs> yeah. Is <yeah. laughs> is the upshot to that. Yeah, well, I know.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to worry about what's happening in the background too. Yes. So, right, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> so listen, now it's time for our tried this at home for this week. And our tried This at home is to cultivate a rest ritual. In episode 357, we introduced our yearly challenge for this year. We had walk 20 and 20. We had read 21 in 21, and this year it's hashtag rest 22 and 22. And one of the questions we asked listeners is, did people have rituals related to rest?
0: Yes, and it turns out many people do. Yeah. they have great ones. Well, and this is this is
1: significant because, as I talk about in my book, Better Than Before, I would distinguish between a habit and a ritual. So, to my mm. mind, a ritual is a habit that's charged with meaning. It's not just like an automatic pilot thing, like brushing your teeth. It's it's more elevated. It's more purposeful. And in fact, just calling something a ritual, <laughs> it can sometimes you know make it feel more more meaningful. And so we wanted to ask people about their rituals.
0: Yes. And so Gretch, what are some ways to make a ritual effective? Well, research suggests that we're better able
1: to keep a habit when it unfolds in the same way. And one advantage of a rest ritual, which what the listeners commented makes clear, is that by kind of intentionally shaping the habit in ways that make it work better and feel more pleasant, we're more likely to keep it. And it if you're thinking about a ritual, you might think about sort of three to five specific actions, calming actions that you might follow through in the same way every time you're preparing to rest. You always do them in the same sequence and that kind of prepares your body like, okay, you know, it's a transition. It signals to the body that rest is coming. It helps you get into that rest frame of mind. So if you were trying to rest 22 by going to sleep 22 minutes earlier, maybe you would try to make a rest ritual of like, brushing your teeth and washing your face, kind of the cleaning, then reading, and then changing Mm -hmm. into pajamas and then bed and trying to frame that as your rest ritual. But readers had a lot of different ideas for different kinds of rest.
0: Yes. This comes from Jamie. She says, when my husband and I moved into our new house, I used it as an opportunity for a clean slate. My favorite part about my weekends is sitting down with a fresh cup of coffee on the couch and having some me time before my husband comes down and turns on the TV. During the work week, I usually snooze my alarm a few times and then rush to get ready and don't have time to really enjoy my coffee. My new ritual is getting up as soon as my alarm goes off, grabbing my cup of coffee and sitting for 20 minutes going through my social media and emails in my favorite chair. I find that I'm more calm going into work in the mornings and I actually spend less time aimlessly scrolling social media throughout the day because I got my fix in the morning. I also don't dread waking up in the morning because my first thing on my to-do list is relax with coffee <laughs> instead of rush off to work. I don't even technically wake up any earlier than I used to. I just use my snooze time for something better. Well, I think there's a couple of things that are interesting about
1: this. First of all, like a big question is, could rest include something like email and social media? And I think Jamie makes the case that for her... This is, very, yes. uh, this is a restful practice and kind of gives her more rest throughout her day. So again, there's no magic one-size-fits-all solution. So
0: I don't think yes. for many
1: people it would have that feeling, but definitely for her, it's having that effect.
0: Yes. So you do you, Jamie. Yeah.
1: Also, she's talking about the strategy of the clean slate, which is another one of the 21 strategies that I write about in Better Than Before. And that's the idea that we're, when we're starting something new or we've gone through a transition, New habits form more easily. So this is a great example of moving to a new house, thinking about what you want your habits to look like there, and using that as a clean slate. So
0: excellent yes. And she should just remember if she does the snooze button once, you know, it's easy to fall off. Yes, so we, uh, don't yes. do it. Yes. Keep but, doing what you're doing. Yes. A
1: surprising number of people to talk about snooze alarm related habits, yes. <laughs> So yes. Claire wrote, I adore your choice of theme for 2022. After the past two years, I think many of us are living with frazzled nervous systems and rest is the ultimate prescription. I have three ideas to help people access a state of deeper rest, and they are all based on soothing the senses, so this should appeal to Gretchen. Indeed, it does. I love sensory-based things. First, I bought a rollerball filled with my favorite essential oil, lavender and geranium, and I put some on my wrist every time I go to take a nap. Breathing the scent in deeply relaxes me instantly and is a cue to my body that it's time to slow down. Second, I love my weighted blanket. I lie on top of my duvet with the blanket over me and it is so soothing to any twitchy muscles, it also keeps me toasty warm. Finally, I would recommend finding a sound healing recording that resonates with you. These are easily available through many websites, mindfulness apps, and online music providers, and they are a great way to tune into something other than your worrying thoughts. This is right, like, it's touch- it's hearing, it's smell. These are great. This is a great way to go through that rest ritual and really like cue your body that this is time for rest. This is great ideas.
0: Yeah, and Gretchen, this reminds me of something I mentioned on More Happier with my housewives' wisdom that I'm sharing <laughs> from time to time, which is Dorinda Medley, one of the uh, New York housewives Takes off all of her regular clothes and changes into pajamas for a nap every day. So this is along the same lines. Well, and I and, I, and as I as I
1: noted, that's also something that Winston Churchill advocated. So you've yes. got the Real Housewives so. and Winston Churchill, who who, yes. who uh, comes well recommended.
0: <laughs> yes. Karen says, I love taking naps in a different bed than my normal bed. I go into our guest room and climb under the covers and set my watch for 25 minutes. I do some deep breathing exercises and fall asleep within five minutes. The 20-minute nap in a different room is just what I need to power through the afternoon. If I climb into my normal bed, I feel like it should be a longer nap and I wake up groggy. So try switching up the nap location. For me, it really helps. That's a great idea. I think that's a great idea. Like, like,
1: what feels more restful to you? Again, you might want to experiment on, you know, do you feel better in a bed? Do you feel better in a guest bed, on a sofa? I think that's a great thing to key into. Yes. Jessica wrote, my rest ritual is to play a specific piece of music, always the same piece. In my case, it's the first movement of Soil Festivities by Vangelis, which happens to be 18 minutes long. I close my eyes and focus on listening to the piece as a kind of meditation and follow my father's nap advice as well to relax the jaw. Ooh, good, good, good side, side mm. note. I've been doing this a long time as I first had soil festivities on cassette tape then on CD, and now I play it through an old iPhone. I also put my real phone on silent and in another room. Mm. So she uses a piece of music to cue that rest ritual. That's a great idea.
0: Yes, I can't say, Gretch, how many times I have been taking a nap and the ding of a text or just the buzz. Yes. I can't help myself. I interrupt my nap and check the text. Yeah, because you're so curious. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So putting your phone in another room yeah. is another good tip. Katie says, I'm an obliger and could not be happier for the new challenge of rest 22 for 22. This is just the accountability. I need to get back into the habit of the rest ritual. I had developed early in the pandemic and have not been practicing consistently since the summer. My ritual began when the schools closed spring of 2020, and my 15- and 12-year-old were home for school. In those early days, I had to structure our day, and I went back to what I did when they were much younger. After lunch, we would all have some quiet time. For them, that meant doing whatever they wanted in their room without a screen. Headphone and listening were allowed." For me, it consisted of going into my bedroom or walk-in closet, rolling out my yoga mat and doing a 10 to 12 minute flow practice followed by a 10 minute lightly guided savasana practice where I would drift off into a light restful sleep. Depending on the day, if I had time, I would then journal for a few minutes after. I kept this up through spring of 2021 as life has picked back up and boys are back to full-time in-person school, clubs and practices Resting like this has been a challenge. I walk the dog every morning and often do yoga at some point in the day, but not in the ritual way I had been. As an obliger, I will do for others or with others more than what I do on my own. I was reflecting over the last month or so and had identified that I needed to get back to this rest ritual. Thank you so much for the permission.
1: Well, excellent. That sounds great. And that's so interesting how she had that kind of quiet time at one time, but now has to sort of bring it back in. I think that's what was so t- tough about that period is is it was making and breaking habits yes. for a lot of us in a lot of different ways. Yes. Now, one of the things we we, we did a special uh, call out to teachers to ask if teachers had any good suggestions about rest, and Suzanne said. I was inspired to write after you had asked for teachers to write in about hashtag Press 22 and 22. I have been implementing self-regulation time in my classroom for the last three years. The most difficult time of the day is transitioning from a high-energy lunch into afternoon class. By having 10 minutes of absolute silence where students are permitted to journal, read, sketch, or put their head down, followed by a five-minute guided meditation, my students are ready for the afternoon. I believe the effects are far more reaching than the actual afternoon, as it is backed by science and seems to be a favorite memory of former students. And I need it as much as they do. So that's a great idea.
0: Yes, I love all of these rest rituals, Gretchen.
1: Now, how about you, Elizabeth? Are you have a rest ritual that you're pursuing for rest 22 and 22?
0: Yes, I haven't managed to do it every day, Gretchen, but I am trying to build up, um, which is going into my room, bedroom after work and reading a novel. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's key to, again, go into a different room from where I've been working lay down on the bed, and have my book. So that's my rest ritual for 22.
1: For me, it's about, because I'm trying to nap for 22 minutes, which I love yes. doing, it turns out. And so I do it on, a, on the sofa, and mm. I will pick a podcast, usually either in our time or an old binge mode, mm-hmm. and I'll set it for uh, 30 minutes. My alarm goes off at 22 minutes, and, but the podcast shuts off at 30 and that helps me just like very quickly drift into sleep.
0: Yeah. So it's great to uh, be aware of sort of what puts your body into relaxing mode.
1: Right. And by doing it consistently, like you make it easier to drop into that resting
0: state. Yes. So let us know if you do try this at home and how creating
1: a rest ritual worked for you. We're still very interested in how, you know, we got the whole year to rest. So suggest your rest <laughs> yes. rituals. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. And as always, you can go to the show notes for this episode. This is HappierCast.com slash 361 for everything related to this
0: episode. Coming up, we have a happiness hack related to the date, February 22nd, 2022. But first, this break. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: Okay, now it's time for a happiness hack. And we have a very timely happiness hack. We want to let everybody know that a date is coming in case you want to celebrate.
0: Yes, this comes from Jeannie. She says, My daughter's friend figured out in high school 10 years ago that February 22nd, 2022 would fall on a Tuesday, the ultimate Tuesday, (laughs) T.W.O. They agreed to reunite on that day in the future and are making plans to do so. That day is coming up, and this is exactly the kind of minor holiday that deserves a little pre-planning. I think I will reconnect with a longtime friend, too. Now, I just thought this was so charming. Yes. I mean, and so what would it be a minor
1: holiday to celebrate? I think it's a twosome. Right, like who's an important twosome? It's your best friend, it's your sweetheart, your sibling, whoever is an important twosome in your life.
0: Okay, you have a month to plan the Tuesday celebration. Yeah, I love these
1: odd dates. Like I remember December second, twenty twenty one was a palindrome. You know, it was the same forwards and backwards, and I was just like so delighted by that. But I couldn't really figure out what to do. But Tuesday, Elizabeth, in honor of Tuesday, I sent you two gifts. Did have you have you received oh. them yet?
0: No, not yet. Oh, okay. Well, but I'm excited. Okay. Well, I should send you a gift too. Well, you don't need to. <laughs> I have
1: time. <laughs> Okay, well, I don't want to spoil the surprise because it is not yet February 22nd, but we will keep listeners abreast. One of them is like a thoughtful gift, and one of them is a whimsical gift that's very relevant Mm. to Tuesday. So I will say no more, and I will reveal it all once you actually receive them in the mail. (laughs) I can't wait. And now for the next segment, and this is a combo segment because sometimes we have a segment that's a listener question. Sometimes we have one that's a four tendencies tip. And sometimes we talk about a happiness stumbling block, but this manages to combine all three. And it's related (laughs) to the four tendencies framework. And if you do not know whether you're an upholder, questioner, obliger, or rebel, and you want to figure it out before you hear the discussion, you can go to GretchenRubin.com slash four tendencies, F-O-U-R, tendencies, to take the quiz to find out your tendency. But so now let's hear about this listener's tendency question
0: Yes this is from Callista she says I've recently discovered a happiness stumbling block that I wonder if other people questioners specifically share I consume a lot of information on topics surrounding habits of interest sleep healthy eating exercise etc I'm searching for that lightning bolt moment when I'll finally have enough information to change my habits As the gap between what I know I should do and what I actually do grows, I find myself growing unhappy with myself. I wonder what others do to overcome this. For 2022, I'm going to try to not read any more books related to the aforementioned habits, but to focus instead on small actions. I have to stop counting reading a book about weight loss as an action. But this is hard. As a questioner, it's hard to shake the notion that if I just read a little more, I'll have it all figured out. What do you think? Well, Gretchen, as we mentioned at the beginning of the episode, I think this is a common problem for many people. Yeah, and, and I, I think it
1: is very common. And But I do think she's right that maybe the questioner thing, it comes out, you might tackle it in a questioner-specific way if you're a questioner. But yeah, I think it's it's something we should all think about and that we all struggle with. So one thing to remember with questioners is they question all expectations and they'll do something if they think it makes sense. So what, knowing, having that clarity, using the strategy of clarity to know what to do is really important for questioners. But they can sometimes fall into analysis paralysis where mm. they, the desire for perfect information makes it hard to move forward or to make a decision. And so what, one of the things that I would say is just say to yourself, you know what, I'm going to make my best guess and I'm going to try something and I'm going to see how it's going to work. And so I'm going to consider this an experiment so that I can gather more data about myself because questioners tend to love to customize. They like to have reasons for what they're doing. And so, you know, they're all the proverbs, don't get it perfect, get it going. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good. And so just to say like, well, I'm going to try something and see how it works. And if it doesn't work, then I will try something new, but I will have more information. But just reading more and more and more is not giving me the information that I need to move forward.
0: So this is like collect data through action now, not through reading. That's really helpful, I think.
1: Yes. She also talks about the strategy of the lightning bolt. That is one of the 21 strategies that I write about in Better Than Before. And I have to say the strategy of the lightning bolt is a fantastic (laughs) strategy because this is when you're hit by a lightning bolt, you read something, you hear something, you learn something, you realize something, you hit a big milestone, and all of a sudden the the lightning bolt just changes your behavior. And this is a great strategy because it often makes change effortless, but it's a frustrating strategy because you cannot invoke it. It's like something that just happens to you. And she's thinking like, if I just keep reading and reading and reading, I'll have that lightning bolt. That's usually not how it happens. I think you just have to like, if you get the lightning bolt, take advantage of it and be excited yeah. about it. I've had it a couple times and it's great, but don't think like, oh, if I read this, every article, eventually one is going to unlock because it's very rare and it's not something that's within our control. So you sort of just have to move forward. Yes. Yeah. So.
0: Which I feel like she knows she just needs to take
1: that first step. And of course, think about your tendency if you're not a questioner. If you're having this struggle and you're an obliger. What is the solution?
0: Uh, Accountability. Accountability.
1: Outer accountability. Outer accountability. Outer accountability, accountability. yes. And if it's a rebel, it's choice and freedom. What are you doing it? You're not doing it because somebody, some expert says you should. You're doing it because this is what you choose. This is the kind of person you are. So this is someplace where you can tap into your tendency. Um, Because it is a really common frustration. Because we think like, if I just... If I just get clear on what makes sense, of course I'll do what makes sense. It's like, and a lot of times, no, it doesn't work. Upholders need to just put it on the calendar. That's what tends to work well for a folder. Yeah. Yes,
0: and rebels need to not put it on the calendar.
1: Exactly. Well, yeah, yeah. Do whatever works for you. Uh-huh. So, Calista, thanks. This is a great question. Uh, many people face this, and listeners, if you have other suggestions for questioners yes. or for the other tendencies about how you've managed to move from like learning about something and into action, please send it along. Because as Elizabeth was saying, Elizabeth, I think you're right. This is something many people struggle with. So, be good to have lots of
0: strategies. Absolutely. Coming up, Gretchen has a weather-related demerit, but first this break.
1: This message is sponsored by Greenlight. As your kids get older, some things about parenting get easier. They can dress themselves. They can clean up after themselves, allegedly. Other things don't, like having conversations about money. The fact is, kids won't really know how to manage their money unless they're actually in charge of it. That's where Greenlight can help. Greenlight is a debit card and money app made for families. Parents can send money to their kids and keep an eye on their kids' spending and saving while kids and teens build money confidence and lifelong financial literacy skills.
0: Yeah, Jack has green light. And one thing I love is that it includes a chores feature where you can set up one time or recurring chores and reward kids with allowance for a job well done.
1: Eating processed food for every meal isn't healthy for people or for dogs. We all know that. And kibble is subject to multiple rounds of high heat processing, making it an ultra processed food. The farmer's dog is real, fresh, healthy food with whole meat and veggies gently cooked in human grade kitchens to preserve their nutritional value. My dog Barnaby loves the farmer's dogs. When he sees me pulling one of those packets out, he comes running. It's personalized, vet-developed, and it has recipes for as little as $2 a day. Meals arrive in pre-portion, ready-to-serve packs, and they're conveniently
0: delivered on whatever schedule works for me. Get 50% off your first box of fresh, healthy food at thefarmersdog.com happier. That's 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com happier. Okay, Gretchen, it is time for Happiness, Demerits, and Gold Stars, and you are up this week with a happiness demerit.
1: Okay, this is a demerit that I've been well aware of for the last, I don't know, however long, and I've just tried to internalize it so I can do better, which is, I will hear a weather report, and I just ignore it, because I'm like, well, that is not the weather that is happening right this second to me, and so therefore, I will just ignore it. So, for instance... Sometimes when I'm traveling and it's like I'm traveling to a very hot place, it's Mm. very hard for me to let go of the idea that I will need winter clothes when I go there. And Mm. even on a more local level, I was going for a walk with a friend and it was like newsflash, there's going to be this big rainstorm in New York City, like in 40, 45 minutes. And I walk out the door for my friend. I'm like, oh, it's not raining. So I walk out to go on this really long walk. I could very easily have just brought like a light collapsible umbrella mm-hmm. because I knew that there was like a 100% chance of rain, Yeah, which I knew. But I was like, well, it's not raining now. Therefore, not. I do not need an umbrella.
0: And then I assume
1: it started raining. Oh, 100%. And then we had this whole thing like we'd only gone like a third of the way that we wanted to go. So it was like, well, should we keep going or not? And we were all wet. And it was just like I could have just brought an umbrella. Now, she didn't bring an umbrella either, so I felt right. like we were just both getting soaked. So I was like, okay, fine. But it's like, it would have been simple enough to bring an umbrella. So,
0: But wait, Gretch, I have to know, what did you do? Did you keep going or did you turn back? Well, we just kept going
1: and, uh-huh. and then it kind of lightened up and then it was just sort of drizzling. So, but we were soaked. Okay. By the time we got home, yes. we were soaked. But it, I was having so much yes. talking with a friend, I didn't really care. But yeah. still, it was so unnecessary.
0: Yeah. How about you, Alyssa? What is your gold star? All right, Gretchen, I want to give my gold star this week to school administrators. Okay, so we talk a lot about teachers and our appreciation for teachers, especially during the last few years when things have just been so topsy-turvy. But we don't talk a lot about administrators. And I think their jobs have been so hard uh, lately. I mean, the constantly changing situation, the logistics, the floods of emails from parents wanting to know what's going on or disagreeing on what's happening at the school. And I just want to say thank you for continuing to be cheerful and committed. And it's not easy for anyone. I mean, it's hard for parents, it's hard for kids, it's hard for teachers, and it's also hard for administrators. And we need them. And I hope that eventually, you know, things get easier. But in the meantime, I do uh, just want them to know that they're appreciated.
1: Yes. Gold star for administrators. Excellent. The resources for this week, because of popular demand, I am relaunching the five-day SMS challenge for keeping a journal, which is a partnership that I did with M.M. LaFleur. If you're trying to sort of jumpstart a journal habit, which is something a lot of people are working on uh, in 2022. So if you want to get started, you just text REFRESH to one eight four four nine three four one nine one three. 934 1913 and I'll put that in the show notes, of course, if you can't remember. And then if you are listening to this episode on the day that it drops, January 19th, um, I'm going to be doing an IG Live at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. So you can listen to that about keeping a journal. And also, if you are trying to work better than before, if you're working on habits related to work, I have a one-pager that you might find to be useful. If you go to GretchenRuvin.com slash resources and you scroll down to Better Than Before, there's a tip sheet there that a lot of people are finding useful. And again, I'll put the link in the show notes. What are we reading? Elizabeth? read 21 and 21 is over, but we are going to keep... Many people said, hey, please keep telling us what you're reading. So we will oblige. Elizabeth, what are you reading?
0: Gretsch, I am listening to What Alice Forgot by Leanne Moriarty. I read that. How about you?
1: I am reading A Little Devil in America by Hanif Abdurraqib. And that's it for this episode of Happier. Remember to try this at home. Cultivate a
0: rest ritual. Let us know if you tried it and how it worked for you. Thanks to our executive producer, Chuck Reed, and everyone at Cadence 13. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter, at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Kraft. Our email address is podcast at gretchenrubin.com. And if you like the show, hey, I'm going to swish it up this week. Go check us out on YouTube and subscribe there. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft, And
1: I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.
0: Gretchen, I'm working on my lighting. I have to say, I never knew this office was going to be like my... (laughs) My work office, my studio, everything. So it's your treadmill you know, task. Not designed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean B2. Me I it's it's
1: doing it's doing a lot of jobs it was not intended to yes. do. <laughs> yes, so
0: I'm, I'm working on it.
1: From the onward project.